I'll tell you a little unknown secret. Today is the eve of the beginning of the Lenten season. Tomorrow is Ash Wednesday. In some parts of the United States and in some parts of Europe, the Tuesday, which is today, the Tuesday before Ash Wednesday is known as Fat Tuesday. Fat Tuesday. Another name for Fat Tuesday is Shrove Tuesday. What is the meaning of Fat Tuesday? My dear friends, today is Fat Tuesday. Tomorrow is Ash Wednesday. Tomorrow is a day of fasting and abstinence. That is why the idea behind Fat Tuesday is that you can eat all the barbecue that you want to eat today. Because tomorrow, no more barbecue. Tomorrow, no more meat. Starting tomorrow, we will avoid the things that we are supposed to avoid because it is the Lenten season. Fat Tuesday or Mardi Gras. It refers to the events of the carnival celebration that begins on or after the Christian feasts of the Epiphany and culminates on the day before Ash Wednesday, known as Shrove Tuesday. My dear friends, we reflect on the practice of the last night, the last day of eating rich and fatty food before the Lenten ritual sacrifices and fasting of the Lenten season. By the way, tomorrow, Ash Wednesday, it is a universal day of fasting and abstinence. Ash Wednesday, together with Good Friday, are days of fasting and abstinence. Fasting, if I am not mistaken, is recommended to those who are between the ages of 16 to 60. And abstinence is for those who are 14 years old and above. Now, after listening, after listening yesterday to the sad story, the conversation between the Lord and the rich young men who could not accept the invitation of the Lord to become his disciple, our Lord gives some comments that he thought would open the eyes of the rich young men. The Lord said to the rich young men, If you want to be perfect, you will have treasure in heaven. But Jesus is still failed. The rich young men left away very sad. That is why yesterday's gospel is known as the gospel of the great refusal. My dear brothers and sisters, looking at the disciples, the Lord said, for men, this is impossible, but not for God, because everything is possible for God. What is wrong with the priorities of the rich young men? The rich young men in the gospel was only looking at the things that this world may offer. The rich young man in the gospel is only after the treasures that this world can offer but there is another treasure that has been left undiscovered by the rich young men 
He was so obsessed with money. He was so obsessed with wealth. What is wrong with having lots of money which one has earned by one's own sweat and labor? Nothing. What is wrong with money? You know what St. Paul said about money? Listen to what St. Paul said. The love of money is the root of all evil. The love of money is the root of all evil. But somebody said, No, it is not the love of money that is the root of all evil. It is the lust for money that is the root of all evil. And still somebody said, No, it is not the love, it is not the lust. It is the lack of money that is the root of all evil. Now, I do not know which is correct. Is it the love of money, the lust for money, or the lack of money? I remember Father Herman Wheeler, SVD, buried here in Christ the King, our teacher in exegesis in Tagaytay. One of the many things that he told us in class is the following. Some people spend money they have not earned so that they can buy things they do not need, so that they can impress people they do not like. Some people spend money they have not earned so that they can spend it for things they do not need so that they can impress people they do not like. But what is money? I discovered a very beautiful reflection about money from a certain Richard Armour. Listen. What is money? Workers earn it. Spend drifts burn it. The bankers, they lend it. Women, they spend it. Forgers, they fake it. The BIR takes it. The dying, leave it. The heirs, inherit it. The thrifty, they save it. Misers, they crave it. Robbers, they seize it. The rich, increase it. Gamblers lose it. I do not have it. My dear brothers and sisters, not he who has much is rich, but he who gives much. I also remember reading the following many years ago, and I'm sure you already encountered this beautiful reflection. Money can buy a house, but not home. Money can buy a bed, but not sleep. Money can buy a clock, but not time. Money can buy a book, but not knowledge. Money can buy food, but not appetite. And money can buy you friends, but not love. So let's go back to the rich young man. The disciples were amazed at the words of Jesus. The disciples were thinking along the lines traditional to their culture and their religion. And so it was Peter. Probably he mustered enough courage to approach the Lord and said, Lord, 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 listen. What about us? What about the other disciples? What about me? What will I get out of following you? What will I get? out of following you. My dear friends, listen. This kind of relationship with God 
To be blunt about it is transactional relationship. And our relationship with God should not be transactional. I give you this, you give me that. No. Our relationship with God should never be transactional. What is a transactional relationship? When we treat something like a business deal. Our relationship with God is not a business deal. What will you get out of entering the seminary? Next. What will you get out if you decide to enter the seminary and to dedicate your life and to study for the priesthood? Nothing. Nothing. Except God. God is your only reward. Do not ask for a reward. That is the problem with us. We want a reward. We want a prize. No. Just give yourself to the Lord. Do not ask for a prize. Do not ask for a reward. That is God's problem. If He gives you a reward, thank you. It is for God to decide what kind of reward He is going to give us. You know, transactional deals, transactional, even transactional friendships. There are transactional friendships, huh? I, I give you grace, I give you something, you give me something back. No! If you give, you give. If I give, I give. But I should not expect anything in return, just as you should not expect anything is in return. So, do not ask, what about us? Anong makukuha namin dito? Eh, wala kang makukuha dito, Dex. Anong makukuha? I spent my 42 years in the SVD. What did I get out of it? I've been a priest for 37 years. What did I get out of it? What about... No, wrong question. What about us? We also left everything. Family. A relatively comfortable life. Some of us, income, salary, a bright future, a promotion, a promising career. You could have been this, you could have been that. I could have been a lawyer. I wanted to be a lawyer. I wanted to be a journalist. I know. Do not ask the Lord, Lord, what can we get out of this? And Jesus practically told Peter and the rest, Don't worry, Peter. That's my problem. Don't worry. I will give you a reward if I feel you should get a reward. Everybody who lives family and goods, for the sake of God, will be rewarded many times over with father and mother and brothers and sisters in the world of Jesus. He who gives, gets. How about the rich young men? The story goes that the rich young man left forlorn, very sad because he had many attachments, many possessions. Seminarians, slowly, you're still young though, slowly, detach. He slowly, detach, 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 and attach yourself more to God. And do not ask the question, what can I get out of this? Wrong question. Amen.